Welcome to the Days for Girls podcast, a show about breaking barriers for women and girls around the world. I'm your host, Jessica Williams, Chief Communications Officer at Days for Girls International. At Days for Girls, we believe in a world where periods are never a problem. We are on a mission to shatter the stigma and limitations associated with menstruation by increasing access to sustainable period products and menstrual health education for all people with periods. Today's episode is with Blanca Ordaz. Blanca is a 10-year-old actress, and she is passionate about using her voice and her influence to help others. She stars in a new PBS short called Death and Deathability, a period piece. You can watch it right now for free at pbs.org. When I first met Blanca, she reached out because she wanted to get involved at Days for Girls. And we had a conversation and I was so inspired by this young woman that I invited her on the podcast. I don't normally invite young girls on the show, but I really felt like you had to hear what she had to say because she is so passionate, so inspirational, so enthusiastic about making a difference in the world. And I feel so inspired every time I talk to her. So her mother joins us in this episode and her mother's name is Cecilia. So she's there as well. So you're going to hear from Blanca and her mother, Cecilia, and they make quite the dynamic duo. They totally make me laugh. They're so cute together. And I hope you enjoy hearing their conversation with me as much as I enjoyed having it because I walked away feeling so inspired and so uplifted, especially during these challenging times to hear so much enthusiasm for the future from such a young girl. Uh, I don't know. It just really left me feeling touched. And I hope that you felt something similar. All right. Now let's go on to the show. Hi, Blanca. It's so nice to have you on the Days for Girls podcast. How are you today? Well, I am doing fantastic. How are you doing? I'm great. I am so excited to interview you. You and I met a while back because you just finished a film about a girl that gets her period and we talked and I just loved our conversation. And um, I, so I'm so excited to share your work with our listeners. This is just going to be a great episode. So thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So let's just dive in. I want to start out by talking about your film, Death and Death Ability, a period piece. And it's on PBS. I watched it. Everybody can go watch it for free. It's on the internet if you want to watch it or on your local PBS station. Um, But for those who haven't watched it, can you tell us about the premise of the story? Of course. Well, it is called Death and Death Ability, and I play Ceci, a girl who is experiencing her period for the first time, and she thinks she's dying because it wasn't, you know, explained to her. So she's like, oh, well, I'm dying. And she makes a bucket list of things that she wants to fulfill before she dies. <laughs> it's so cute. I, like I said, I watched it, and um, the character that you play is just so adorable. Adorable. I just want to like smush her little face. She's so cute. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) And you look, you, you you know, there at the end, you create this, your character creates this wreath of uh, flowers and those are so beautiful. The shots of you are so amazing. 
I know there was like it was I was even like oh my god it's so beautiful for you know the scene where I you know I die or whatever um I was it was so cute and there was a bunch of you know flowers and you know some flowers got in my hair but it was you know it was all right because I had it was so cute (laughs) well you know with the title death and death ability um which I guess is that a PBS series that they're running um I'm not so sure the whole Uh, thing is called the Latino it's called the Latino experience but mine was just um like a little like an episode short or how yeah Yeah. everybody keeps wanting more I know we've had so many you know messages on Blanca's Instagram saying like this needs to be a show there's so many you know young girls that want this to be shown at their school because it's not talked about because it's not talked about and I even have you know some you know comments that they were leaving me that were you know I was happy that I could you know touch them in you know a sort of way and kind of you know make them feel not alone and that to me is you know fantastic and I actually wrote down some comments that I had because I didn't want to you know forget them and we have some messages that people left under um the whole PBS thing and they were leaving comments about how they related to it. And we're not even talking about young girls. We're talking about about women in their fifties who said that they felt the same same way. way. Wow. Oh, one there's a few comments, but these are, you know, the ones that I think were really like, you know, really special where one was, um, OMG, I am 54 now, but thought I was dying too. When ambushed, I had a mom and two older sisters too. This is much lovelier. This is a much lovelier story. So it just goes to show that even if you even have if, someone there, like a mom, you know, or a mother figure, or you sisters, can, you can it's still, still not feel talk alone. About. Yeah. yeah. And then another person said, I was so ashamed. I kept throwing away my underwear because I started at such a young age. It's sad that things are not discussed to kids. And that was like, that's what, that's why I'm doing. That's why I'm doing it. So you guys don't feel alone. And another person said, I thought I was dying too. Can't wait to see this. Yeah. Wow. Crazy how relatable it is. And it was just like comments after comments talking about things like that. Oh, and some people actually thought this was real. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So for anyone who thinks it was real, no, it's not real. I wasn't actually being documented. And a lot of people (laughs) thought this, thought of this because um, a lot of the things that were being shown under the Latino experience were documentary so they assumed it was real and I yes. felt so bad I was like no I it's not it's not real it is a true story about my director Vicky Ponce's sister and that's where she got the idea from and I just you know I acted it out but I guess I did a good job so thank you but it's not it's not real it's not real I promise it's not it's not real I wasn't being documented that's just how good Vicky is yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh I love it well, I mean, you know, with our work at Days for Girls, um, this story is all too familiar to us as well. And so, um, Blanca, I want to touch on what this did for you. Like, this opened up your eyes, right? That, that yes. So, and, tell us more about that. Okay. Well, it's if it wasn't for my film, 
I wouldn't even know that, you know, like period poverty or like a lot of people, not only just the Hispanic com- community, you know, doesn't talk about it. You know, everybody, you know, doesn't really talk about it. And that's not fair. And I didn't even know about it if it wasn't for my film. So how many people like don't know about it? And it's just, you know, it's really, you know, sad that, you know, people feel, you know, alone or sad or just feel like it's like they can't talk about it to anybody or because they feel, you know, different or they feel alone, but they're not or ashamed because they're not. If this happens to every girl, it's normal. And we need to start talking about it. We need to bring it, you know, amongst ourselves to just talk about it because it shouldn't be embarrassing. This shouldn't be a a touchy subject. This should be an everyday thing that everybody talks about. It shouldn't be, you know, taboo. It should be, you know, a normal conversation to talk about. Yeah. And I think, you know, Blanca, sorry, mom here. Blanca grew up in such a, like, uh, an open uh, environment. A very open You know, we talk about everything, not just with me and her, but also with her dad. And yes. then once she started doing this film, she's like, wait a minute. This is not normal. Like people like, don't people talk don't, about it because I was, you know, very blessed to have, you know, my mom talk about it, to talk about everything. And, my my, and yeah. And my grandma talk about everything. And I was so lucky to have, you know, a dad who even, you know, is like is open about, is it. Open about <laughs> it, too, because like he was like, oh, if you ever need to talk to me, you know, you can talk to me like I'll be, you know, here for you. And I'm really appreciative of that. But the fact that, you know, not a lot of people have that, I'm so blessed, but this needs to be, you know, we need to get men into the conversation as well, because um, my character, her mom, you know, she passed away when I was very young and she basically, she didn't have a mother figure. She only had her dad. So when it happens to her, she thinks she's dying because she doesn't have, you know, a figure like a mom. Her dad didn't talk to her. Her dad didn't talk to her about it because even for a dad, it can be embarrassing as well and very uncomfortable but man we need you too because (laughs) if we don't because if any kid doesn't have a mom they should feel comfortable to talk to you as well I love it. I agree. You're here, sister. Yes, this is like so one of the the scenes in the story that really stood out to me is um you know uh the character what's her name on the on the movie her name is Ceci Sassy. Okay. So Sassy was like on the playing field with her friends and she turns around and walks away and they show a, a period spot, you know, in, in her crotch. Right. And you don't yes. see that um, ever portrayed on television. Like I can't think I've ever seen that. And she takes her jacket and like wraps it around her waist. And I think every woman can relate to that. Oh, right? oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I think, like, Oh, just get a sweater and cover it. I think, but I think any girl should be able like it's normal. It happened to me. Okay, whatever it happened. <laughs> I think Vicky, her director, is she very, was um, very. She's ahead of her time. She's always ahead of her time, but yeah. she likes to push, you know, boundaries. She yeah. is like, this is art, and she is so smart and so creative, yes. and she's like you know what, this is real and we're going to show it as real as we possibly can. Yeah. 
And so, no, so I, it wasn't green screen or anything. I actually had, you know, the she blood had to, stain. Yeah. I had a walk and because <laughs> I was, because I had to walk through because like I had to walk because we filmed it in a park. So I had to walk near like these kids and I felt like they were kind of like staring at me because they're like, oh my God, what's going on? Like, see, this should not be, you know, like uncomfortable for you guys either. Okay. It happens. So I was like, oh, do I put the sweater, you know, around me right now? And I'm like, nope, I'm just going to embrace it. I'm going to walk down the street. I'm going to go to our next location. And I'm going to feel free about it. <laughs> well, then you go home, your character goes home. And I love the part <laughs> yes. where she like slowly wraps up the toilet paper on the oh. bed, right? <laughs> yes. And I feel like that was so relatable because so many, you know, girls do that if they don't know what it is. They're like, oh, I'll just use or toilet don't paper. Or they don't have yeah. anything, just toilet paper. So I was like, I'm going to, Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that, that was just another conversation not having the right products yeah not knowing what absolutely to do what to do. yes yeah yeah oh my gosh it's so cute and then she like she decides like she's got a bucket list of things she has to do before yes, she because dies before she dies <laughs> one of them was a kid and one of them, <laughs> oh, and one of them was to kiss oh boy oh oh <laughs> I love that. I love the scene where you, you turn around and you look at the camera and you, you break that. What do they call that? The breaking the, the, fourth, the, fourth, wall. Wall. the, fourth, the yeah. fourth wall. Yeah. You break the fourth wall and you're like, come on the hair. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> it's really cute. I think, you know, that whole point was just, um, to make the audience comfortable because it's such an uncomfortable it's conversation so like, for so many you know that Vicky was so smart about it to handle it with humor humor and like and not fully uncomfortable so yeah. she threw in you know humor so and she's she, talking to the audience and like you yeah. guys are my friends like she doesn't have anyone else to talk to so she's like let me talk to the audience you guys are my friends and I'm going to take you on this journey yeah. of you know my life that I'm and I'm going to die now yeah so, so let's um, go let's just live it to the fullest why not <laughs> <laughs> Well, it is such a sweet story. And I really do recommend that everybody was listening. You go and check that out on PBS. Um, now I'm going to pivot Blanca. And I want to talk about you personally. And um, you're 10 years old. And I, I'm like, oh my gosh, at 10 years old, I, I don't even remember that being that young. And I'm like, but you're, you're acting and you're doing all this incredible stuff. So how did you get into acting? It's like such a young age. Well, I started out, you know, modeling, but that wasn't really, you know, my passion. I do like it. But at five, I found out, you know, acting, you know, that's my full, that's my passion, you know, just bringing something to life and bringing a story that, you know, someone out there can relate to. And that was my biggest, you know, motivation not to become, you know, famous, have lots of money and that you, I want to use my platform for good. I want to become an, you know, an actress so people can, you know, relate to a story that I am portraying and for, you know, to use my platform for good, you know, help people who really need my help. That was my biggest, you know, motivation to become an actress. I love it. Um, okay. So where does that come from? I mean, mom, like where does she get this desire to make the world a better place? Well, um, probably I didn't like mom. It was from you like because she is such, you know, I, you know, I admire, you know, my mom, she's really, you know, she's nice to people and she, she wants, you know, my mom wants change too. And I want change just as much as she does. I think so, I've always installed, you know, to have, 
just to be a good person. I feel like, yeah. and especially now we're for, we're all forgetting how to be good people yeah. for some reason. I don't know what's going and, on. Like we want, like, I just want the world to be filled with, you know, happiness and good acceptance, energy, good, good energy, good vibes, you know, no bad people, but you know, it's and I 2021. Think, you know, I guess. She took that and, you know, just having conversations, you know, yeah. having conversations about anything really can open up anyone's mind. And I think, yeah talking to her about everything, she goes, well, you know what? I want to be an actor because I want to be a a representation for other girls. I want to show other girls that, look, you can come from wherever, have any background, you know, be from here, be from there. You don't have to grow up with tons of money and you can be whatever you want to be. You just have to work really hard, you know, and focus, put your mind and really want it. Yeah. And work really, really hard and Mm -hmm. don't give up and don't, and don't take yourself too seriously. seriously. Yes. And because I feel like once you start doing that, it becomes not fun and you lose that passion. Yeah. You have to be passionate, but also don't take yourself too seriously. Yeah. And another thing, you know, my mom was right. Um, you know, representation oh, as yeah. well. Representation, representation matters. matters. Yes. Because, you know, growing up, you know, I didn't have a lot of people with, you know, brown hair, brown eyes. Um, so people that look like me, people Mm -hmm. who I can, you know, relate to, I didn't really have that. So that's, you know, my biggest, you know, inspiration to and motivation. Because especially in this industry, when they want people to look a type of way, I'm so happy that things are changing. Yeah, that they want, you know, different, different and looking different. But like when Blanca started, it was very, you know, know, a one type of way, kind of, you know, they're looking for this and now it's so open. They're looking for diversity. And I am so happy about that because you know at first I was like yeah you know I got this and then I started seeing you know everybody on tv they just they didn't look like me and that's when I kind of lost you know hope just a little bit and then people were like no we want different we want this we want that I'm like okay I got it now I want to be part of that movement and even you know in this film that I did you know death and death ability we did kind of show a little bit of you know, my culture, the Hispanic community, the Hispanic culture in such, you know, a bright light, whether it's from, you know, the artwork, some of my lines, the things that she does, the food, we kind of embrace that too. And that's what I was happy about. So not only was it, you know, an uncomfortable story, you know, about someone getting their period and thinks that she's dying, then that was important for me to portray as well, but also portray my, you know, culture in a bright light and not stereotype typical. Yes. I was really yeah. Yes. I, I, I love that part too. She goes to a, a Mexican food cart, right? And she, <laughs> she talks about all the tacos she's going to miss. Yes. <laughs> but no way, birria tacos. <laughs> The goat actually wanted my taco and I was like, well, I'll share with you a little after about home. We gotta do the scene first, and then I'll share my taco with you. <laughs> it, like it kept coming to me, and I was like, I want to pet you so bad, but because we filmed it, you know, during the pandemic, we're like, okay, you can't, you can't, yeah. you can't. And that was interesting it. too. That, during the during pandemic. pandemic, that yeah. was a little, you know weird it wasn't really you know the normal but you know but I'm so grateful for the opportunity and the chance yeah Yeah, where did you film um given that you were in the pandemic Oakland yeah okay Bay Area and that's another thing Bay Area represent (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, that was her first film too. We yeah. started in Oakland too. Her first film was a uh, Building Blocks with that. Yeah. Uh, uh, Jazzy Miyagi and Bajon Hill and yeah. Arthur Gallery. They did an incredible job. Such amazing job. people. And so then nice. she went on to another film called The Child, which is a little scary. A little, a little scary. Um, yeah. It hasn't really came out yet. It hasn't been released, but, um, but it's coming. And then, and then um, and one, two, three, all eyes on me. me. That's on HBO Max right yes. now. So everybody can look at that. Everybody. <laughs> And then so she went to this, and now she has some new things coming out. I mean, yes. we can't say much we about it. We can't say much about it. But we can say it is a Pixar short. Yes. But that's all we yeah, can that's say all for we now. Can say. We can't say anything else. But, but we do <laughs> other things coming. Other things coming that I'm really excited about. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I'm so excited. And remind me, where do you live? California, California, Bay Area. Bay Area. We live in Concord. Concord. Okay. All right. So, well, good. You didn't have to travel too far for the for the filming of the film. So that's good. Um, <laughs> I did want to ask one kind of random question when I was watching the period piece. I um, there's a, a scene where there's a photo of Sassy and her mom. Is that actually oh. the two of you? Yes. That is my mom. And also the one on the side where, you know, I look at the clock and I'm like, oh, it's time for me to, you know, it's time for me to go because it's seven o'clock or whatever. Um, I look and my dad is actually in that photo as well. So they actually use my parents. Real photos, yeah. And it's crazy, but I always joke that the goat had a better cameo than me. So. <laughs> <laughs> and if you can yeah, tell. She had way more screen yeah, time. Yeah, you know, so yeah. <laughs> But also, uh, she also made a cameo in the background of the taco, the taco truck. But that was because they needed, you know, you know, backups. And my mom was there. My mom was there. You know, she was camera ready. I, guess. I was not camera ready. <laughs> no, and then Vicky only used me because she said that my clothes were like yeah. aesthetic we're, to the film. Yeah. <laughs> And she's like, well, we can use you in the back. It's like a green color. Yeah, so you're good. Still the goat. The goat. Yeah. It was the real. You guys are adorable. Oh, my gosh. You're so sweet. I love this mother-daughter duo. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Gilmore Girls, watch out. Yeah. Gilmore Girls. Oh my goodness. Well, Blanca, um, you, if people want to follow your work and connect with you, where can they go? Well, they can go on to Instagram. <laughs> it's weird because it's Blancs, but it's spelled, spelled B-B-L-L-A-A-N-N-X-X. <laughs> because Blancs said, I guess. It's just so her that nickname that she's always had. Yeah. So we're just like, okay, Blancs. Yeah. But it was, I think it was taken. But so the we regular did like, Yeah, so the regular Blancs. So we did double. Because why not? You know, why not? If, if Blanc can be extra, so can we. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Totally. Absolutely. (laughs) And we'll put that, the link to your Instagram in the show notes, and then we'll put a link to the movie in the show notes as well. And um, thank you so much, both of you for coming on the show. It's just been a pleasure to talk to you. And I cannot wait to see what you do, Blanca. You're only 10. You've got a lot of life left ahead, my kid. She is like, she wants more. She's like ready for more. She does not want to stop working. No. And uh, yeah. I'm just like, okay, well, yeah. I'm here. Where can I? 
you know, we're gonna just <laughs> waiting the for the gonna, yeah, you know, let the good times roll. Good we're, times and come on, good yeah. energy, good, good vibes. energy, good vibes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, when you're hungry, you know, you'll make it happen. I can tell. So that is true. See that in you, that hunger. And uh, so I think, you know, one day we'll look back and be like, I interviewed her on the podcast and she'll be like, you'll be like this famous, like glorious movie star. And um, you'll be making a huge difference in the world with all of your influence. And I cannot wait to see what you do. That means, well, that means so, so much, much, but we hope we can we come hope, back. I know. So <laughs> I, feel like I was here when I was little, mini me was here and now I'm here. Like, remember how I said I wanted to change? It's happening right now. <laughs> I think that's the yeah. thing she wants to do is to really make a difference. Really? She yeah. can at least, you know, help one, help person, one person. That's going to like make me the happiest person on earth. It is a good feeling to make a difference. And yeah. I know that you're, um, you want to continue like, you know, supporting days for girls and bringing awareness to period yes. poverty. And so um, we are you know, so grateful for all the shout outs that you've done about days for girls and, um, and then all of the work that you, I know that you're, you're wanting to do around building that awareness. So I can't wait to support you in that. Thank you for your support. Yes. Thank you for your support. It means so much. (laughs) We want to keep supporting days for girls and we want to keep that movement going strong and do anything that we can to help. So just let us know (laughs) if there's anything we can do and we'll be there. Awesome. Well, thank you both for coming on the show. I really appreciate your time. Thank you for having us. And thank you for your time. We really appreciate it. The Days for Girls podcast is produced by Days for Girls International. For show notes and resources mentioned in this episode, visit daysforgirls.org forward slash podcast. If you'd like to support the work we do on the show, leave a rating or a review wherever you listen. Subscribe to the show and share episodes on social media or with your friends. To learn more about Days for Girls and to join our global movement, please visit daysforgirls.org. Thank you for listening. See you next time.